episode number 24, A Glass. I love me a good cheesy quote. What's even better is if I can find one overlaid on a visually descriptive graphic, or at the very least, a generic inspirational landscape, and use this as my desktop background. In this spirit, I will describe to you my current desktop background and the important reminder it conveys when I stretch the interpretation of its meaning to other areas of life. This particular graphic depicts three glasses, each containing the same amount of liquid. One is labeled optimist and subtitled half full. The next, as to be expected, is labeled pessimist and half empty. The third is labeled scientist. The subtitles of the scientist glass are a little lengthier. Composition of air is detailed first, nitrogen, oxygen, carbon dioxide, etc. Fun fact, the air we breathe is not primarily oxygen, as a lot of people think, but nitrogen. Oxygen only accounts for about 20% of the air that we inhale, while nitrogen makes up just under the remaining 80%. Anyway, the scientist glass goes on to catalog the components of the water, the trace minerals dissolved into the water, its pH, and the index of light reflection from the air, water, and glass. Oh, and the percent of the population that is categorized as optimist, pessimist, and scientist as well. So here's the lesson I'm stretching for. Judging something as good or bad negates depth and detail. We may more instinctually, words are hard, we may more instinctually be inclined to believe that when we label something as bad, we might miss out on some of the idiosyncrasies, the glimpse of good that might be buried in there. But the breadth, richness, and complexity of an experience is equally butchered and flattened when we go no further in exploring and understanding it than to give it the one-dimensional stamp of good. When we approach an experience or set of circumstances with curiosity instead of conclusions, as something to be understood instead of judged, when we allow it to have multidimensional depth rather than fitting into one category, then we are able to appreciate so much more poignantly because we have presumed to know something we haven't taken the time and attention to understand. This also reminds me of the parable of the Chinese farmer. There are many versions of this, but via my Google search, this is what we've got. There once was a farmer in ancient China who owned a horse. You are so lucky to have a horse to pull the cart for you. The farmer's neighbors told him. Maybe, the farmer replied. One day, he didn't latch the gate properly, and the horse ran away. Oh no, this is terrible news. Such terrible misfortune, his neighbors cried. Maybe, the farmer replied. A few days later, the horse returned, bringing with it six wild horses. How fantastic! You are so lucky! Now you will be rich, his neighbors told him. Maybe, the farmer replied.
The following week, the farmer's son was breaking in one of the wild horses when it kicked out and broke his leg. Oh no, such bad luck all over again, the neighbors cried. Maybe, the farmer replied. The next day, soldiers came and took away all the young men in the village to fight the war. The farmer's son was left behind due to his injury. You were so lucky, his neighbors cried. Maybe, the farmer replied. When we are truly wholly present for something, open to really experience it for what it is and not for what we think it should be, our experience isn't limited to just good or bad. There's a Buddha saying that it is your resistance to what is that causes suffering. The glass isn't supposed to have a prescribed amount of water in it. More water doesn't equal better, nor does less water. It just is what it is, and every part is full of itself. The air's job is to be air. The water's job is to be water. The glass's job is to be glass. Nothing has gone wrong. It is what it is.